0: Welcome and thanks for joining Deacon Ryan, the people's platform and community where like minded people come together to gather, pray, and above all, share our love for both God and one another. That's here with Deacon Ryan. Let's pray. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry. the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ first, it's great to be back in the parish. Three weeks away from one's parish community is a long time, and I was waiting anxiously throughout the week, dreading a call that would put me back on the road again, but thanks be to God. I'm back just in time to celebrate the fourth Sunday of Advent. After the last two weeks where the focus was on John the Baptist, we change course and focus on a prophecy of the coming Messiah and on the words of Elizabeth as she greeted her cousin Mary, a greeting which we pray every day in our rosaries. As I was praying evening prayer last night, there was one Intercession in particular, which caught my attention. Born in your father's heart, you became man in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Born in your father's heart, you became the, you became man in the womb of the Virgin Mary. First of all, I've prayed that intercession every Saturday night before the fourth Sunday of Advent for the last seven or eight years, and yet this time as I read it, I was caught by the beauty of that prayer. It really brought home two things for me. Living in the heart of our God, and the powerful role that Our Lady had in participating in the Father's salvific plan. Then I reflected on a recent guest that I had on my online ministry, Rachel Wong, the host of the Feminine Genius podcast. She's a, a firecracker writer, creative speaker, and podcaster who is celebrating that the feminine genius comes in many different forms, that the variety of its forms is as diverse as there are women. Her stories are in response to St. John Paul II, the second, the great St. John Paul II, who wrote, Necessary emphasis should be placed on the genius of women, not only by considering great and famous women of the past or present, but also those ordinary women who reveal the gift of their womanhood by placing themselves at the service of others in their everyday lives. For in giving themselves to others each day, women fulfill their deepest vocation. What I love about our readings today is that they highlight the centrality of the feminine genius in salvation history. It's certainly at the center of our gospel, which focuses on that most blessed exchange between cousins Mary and Elizabeth. In a moment of peace before their lives would forever be changed, we read Luke's account of Mary visiting her pregnant cousin Elizabeth, only to have Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, identify that Mary herself is pregnant. At face value, we have an excited exchange upon greeting each other, part of which forms the Hail Mary. But this account has an entire world of meaning beneath the surface. It's an incredibly dense, with spiritual references from the Scriptures. For example, Elizabeth's statement that John leapt for joy is a direct reference to Genesis, where Esau and Jacob leapt in the womb of Rebekah, and how the older was to serve the younger. Elizabeth's question, why has this happened to me? The mother of my Lord comes to me. Such an unusual statement when Mary was just visiting her cousin. That statement is also steeped in history. Her statement echoes a similar statement made by King David when the Ark of the Covenant was being brought to Jerusalem. This statement is part of Scripture's presentation of Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant. In this one brief exchange between these two cousins, we see John presented as the elder who will serve the younger, Mary is presented as the most blessed among women, the new Ark of the Covenant, and more shockingly, in her womb is the Lord, God himself. I laugh a bit at this sometimes as we see Elizabeth making these statements after only the briefest of glimpses of Mary, and yet the apostles themselves struggled with Jesus' divinity. In fact, some, it wasn't until his post-resurrection appearances that they finally got it. And yet, for these two women, there was no confusion or lack of clarity, no attempts to avoid their responsibility. Filled with the Holy Spirit, it was simply a matter of obedience to the Father, of placing themselves at the service of the people, The centrality of women's role in salvation history is clear in our first reading as well. Today we heard from a prophecy of Micah. This is set during the uh, the Assyrian conquest of the northern kingdom of Israel. And Micah prophecies that from Bethlehem will come a ruler whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Kind of a unique statement And yet, if we read from the prophet Daniel, we see him describe the father as the ancient of days. And so what we hear Micah telling us is that the father will send us a ruler. But how does he send us this ruler? He sends him from she who is in labor. We see this woman laboring in the book of Revelation There she's identified as the woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and on her head a crown of 12 stars. From this woman, the ruler, who is the strength of the Lord, who is in majesty of the name of the Lord his God, from a woman he would come, and he shall be peace. And he shall be peace. This doesn't make sense, though. If we look at his life, it was characterized by anything but peace. Immediately after his birth, all of the firstborn were killed by Herod. During his ministry, Jesus told us that we would be divided, father against son, mother against daughter. He turned over the tables in the temple and was arrested by his own people and eventually crucified. And today... We live in a world that is not characterized by peace. COVID has turned mother against daughter, son against father. At this time when we're supposed to be preparing to celebrate the birth of Christ, celebrating his return in glory, many families are struggling to maintain unity. But my friends... Micah didn't tell us that this ruler would bring peace. He told us that this ruler would be peace. When we wish the peace of Christ upon someone, we're actually wishing that they would enter more deeply into the peace of Christ, that they incorporate themselves more fully into the peace that comes with living in the Spirit, of moving towards the sacred heart of Jesus, of participating in the eternal love of the Father to the Son, and to the Son to the Father, and the Holy Spirit that spirates or processes from that love of entering into what we call perichoresis, the eternal love dance of the Holy Spirit, that is what we wish upon someone when we wish the peace of Christ upon them. And my friends, despite all that she endured, it was that peace that our Lady Mother was conceived in and maintained throughout her entire life. It is her witness, her fiat, her radical yes to God, not just once, but throughout her entire life, in which we find the root of feminine genius. Finally, my friends, there's a lot of variety when you research the meaning of Advent candles. You heard Father even catch himself there when he said, peace, and then changed it to love. The fourth candle of Advent, depending on where you go, you will see just as many people saying that it's of love and just as many as peace. And so today I want to focus on both peace and love. In these times of great challenge, remember that we have been promised, that what we have been promised is not for things to be peaceful, but rather that Jesus Christ is peace. It is through our love of Jesus Christ that we will find the peace we seek. And so I wanted to end this homily today with a brief prayer from Paul's letter to the Philippians. So I'd ask you to bow your hands, my friends. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks once again for taking the time to join Deacon Ryan, the people's platform and community where like-minded people come together to gather, pray, and above all, share our love for both God and one another. That's here with Deacon Ryan.